0: Welcome back to The Andrew Curtis Show, and uh, continuing on with my guest today, Josh Story, as we go through the self-authoring program together. How you been, man?
1: Hello, I've been good. We're in our week two now, which is good. We've had an extra week yeah. to prepare and work. You were gracious with me. <laughs> A lot on my plate, so yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about jpb in the in the goal setting thing
0: <laughs> yeah yeah because um, this is for the actually that's a good point for those of you who are curious about this too this program is one that um uh jordan b peterson the great jpb jbp jbp, uh, J-B-P. um yeah it was uh, involved in putting this together and he was how i found out about it too so um i don't know man it's an interesting place to start like we were having as we tend to do uh quite the conversation before we even started recording about just kind of like high level what the impact of of doing this kind of a program has had. Um, and I think we both had a fair amount of stuff that's been happening kind of over the last, say, two, three weeks since we started on this. And, um, you know, one of the things that I'd say to you, and I'll, I'll say again now for people listening too, was that it's interesting for me to think about what the spin-off benefits of a program like this have been, because... As I've gone through it, if you were to tell, ask me to tell you what direct changes or things like that could I attribute to doing a self-authoring program, I might I might struggle, but I do think that what it has done is brought a lot of the stuff kind of to the forefront that's made me more conscious about even in each day or whatever going, okay, but is this, what I'm doing is actually in line with what I want, where I'm going is, yeah, like those more kind of meaningful questions of myself which has caused a whole bunch of other stuff to be happening um so what's yeah what's your experience been in the last few weeks like that because yeah you did mention you've had a lot of things kind of changing up and a lot of things happening right
1: yeah similar thing so like i just spent the start of the year just hitchhiking around south america and it was kind of something i felt like i had to do for some reason like mm-hmm. for the kid version of myself like there's something that I, you'd always think about doing as a kid but then it seems like so crazy and ridiculous mm. and so i guess i you know I just had to do that just to get it out of my system, so to speak. Mm. But now I'm back in New Zealand, and, like, I sort of have ended that question of, like, do I want to live in another country, like, forever? And I don't think that's the case. Like, I was, I definitely appreciate New Zealand a lot more, Mm. and I can see, like, the potential, like, in the soil here for, um, like, a whole new culture, potentially. And we're in the perfect spot of the world. I spent the whole time talking to people who are, convincing me how lucky I was a lot of Chileans I met who said who most of them had actually lived in New Zealand out picking fruit for a couple of months or maybe a year oh yeah and um they were all saying that is the best country in the world you're so lucky and so by the end of this I'm just like fine I believe you wow <laughs> and so yeah. now I'm back this goal setting thing has helped because it's like okay good I'm, you know I can take that off you know yeah. that I do want to set my roots in New Zealand I want to build a base in New Zealand Nice. okay well what does that look like how do I make enough money to buy... You know, I don't want to buy, like, a massive house. I just want, like, maybe, like, a small cabin. Yeah, You sure. know, like, buy some forest that I can always go to. Mm. I don't have to live there every day, but... You know, stuff like this to build a base and what kind of people do I want to meet? And then... Yeah. Now I've been back and really focusing on doing all this stuff. Like I said before, this breathing meditation thing has really given me the energy to get this done, especially in winter when you just want to rest all the time. And I have rested a lot, so... Sure. But now I'm really ready to, like... Make things happen. So yeah, it's good to fill out something that guides you in that a little bit.
0: Well, I mean, I love like I've made that connection too. Like when I, because I've been thinking a lot about power over the last little while. Um, it probably it predates even when I started to do this kind of a um a program. But like when I think about power, I think it about it in terms of just the ability that you have to make a difference in the world. Um, and that could be for good or for bad. Um, that's the the challenge that i think anyone in a position of power needs to be aware of and wrestle with uh, you can use that for other people's good or just for your own mm-hmm. um sure. but one of my main observations was when i i looked at people that i knew who i would have considered powerful mm-hmm. and one of the things that struck me was that i saw that each person had the sense that the actions that they were taking had the direct ability to influence their world and and do something meaningful Mm. Um, so it might've even just have been building a business, but they just knew that, Oh, well I'm just going to throw everything at this thing. And I just know it's going to, you know, like it's, I'm putting my energy towards this thing intentionally. Mm. And I could see the difference in that kind of approach. Mm. And like, even listening to you now, man, like I think about this for me too, that it's incredible. The moment you start to get, okay, cool. But what actions can I take? Like that, seems to naturally beget that kind of energy that you otherwise don't have if you're just living like accidentally or passively or Mm -hmm. reactively yeah it's true
1: and i've just like part of that is just like it's a lot of little things just like reaching out to people and like being yes and knowing that like in a way it's kind of a numbers game like you don't have to i know in the past like i you know you try to reach out to maybe an old friend or maybe a new friend you want to make and they sort of they're not sort of warm enough and you sort of go okay well you just sort of get hurt and walk away, yeah. metaphorically. Yeah. But actually, like, it's kind of like a numbers game. I feel, and like, yeah. you just got to put out a lot of love, and then, yeah, I've been doing that, mm. and just like, I've just got connections with so many people now that like, I really, I really respect mm. what the journey they're on, and they respect the journey I'm on, mm. and it's like, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, man.
0: Actually, I love that. One of the one thing that I've I've started doing even for myself is being a lot more vocal about those things that i'm interested in that i want to do with other people Mm. and from the idea that like i had this idea a little while ago that i wrote down um just to make sure that it stayed with me was that if i looked at earlier on in my life when i wasn't clear about what i wanted i used to get really kind of frustrated because i would see these kind of more powerful people and and i'd be like oh why can't they help me find like what my path is supposed to be or, or mm. you'd be in these situations where you'd be looking for somebody else. Like a mentor. To, yeah. Mm. To kind of throw you a bone for something. Yes. And train me. To train me.
1: Let I me will be, be your a gen- <laughs> 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 That's kind of the
0: same way. Um, yeah. but one of the things that I realized only in the last little while was that, you know, the thing is that nobody else can tell you what you should want. Mm. True. And, and I realized that that was one of the things that I was kind of doing. Yeah, me too, dude. I um, to that. Yeah. that and, and what it tends to do, right, is that you end up in these situations where... I've, I've, I've actually been thinking a lot about the power of negotiation lately as well. Mm. Just from a point of view of saying, okay, well, what do you want and what do I want and how can we both get there? Mm. And when you don't know what you want mm. and the other person knows what they want, yes. it naturally tends to follow that they'll end up getting what they want and you'll walk away going like, oh, man, like I feel like they... Like, why didn't they look out for me more in that situation? Or why yes. didn't they help me? It's like, well, no, man. Like, I didn't know what I wanted. Right. It's not fair. Yes. And and I've started to become more clear and seen the reality <laughs> of this, that the more I've become clear about what I want and where I want to go, it's amazing how much people go, oh, is that what you want? Oh, yeah, I can help you with that. Yeah, because they respect it, I think. It's like a real, like, I know what you mean.
1: It's like they, they say you're meeting them with your... Confidence and yeah. it's like it flows nicer for both of you, yeah. And you both get a better deal. I know exactly what you mean, man. Yeah, in my day job, which is like I'm like project managing for like these, um, like liquidating companies, and you yeah. clear the assets out of like say a restaurant that's gone bankrupt, like sure. ASAP. Um, yeah, I do. I'm dealing with a lot of people, and I've noticed just then, like, man, I wasn't even standing up straight. No, for the right. first few weeks, like, I was like, so, like, oh, am I doing this okay? Oh, sure, oh, hello, like and then now it's just like no it's like stand up straight and people will like yeah respect you and be like and be like oh what how you know yeah. what they you want to help yeah. you yeah. Yeah. yeah what do you want oh what do you want okay cool so I'm, yeah
0: well it's you like know. i i heard this story once too of how how you should behave if you're ever having a heart attack in public <laughs> um where what? am i going with this yeah I love this. <laughs> All right. Because one of the things they say is that when somebody is in distress in public, it's like quite a public, uh, quite a common phenomenon that people kind of will walk all around that person or not right. or not do anything. Right. Yes. And one of the theories behind it is, that, is because for each individual, they don't know exactly what the situation requires of them. Like, do you really need, do you need my help? True. Do you need somebody else's help? Like, is, am I perceiving the situation accurately? Like True. what's going on? And so in those moments, our human nature is that we tend to just go, uh. A pass pass yeah. right yeah and so one of the things that they said was that if you are ever in that situation and you're having the heart attack see yeah. the best thing that you can do is pick someone out of the crowd <laughs> and go like this literally go you there in the blue shirt yes i am having a heart attack i need you to call this emergency <laughs> yes. number yes and the person will go oh okay yeah because of course like because yeah like oh you know what you want you know what you're asking of me yeah. oh yeah i can help you with that
1: yeah, and it's that confidence. It sounds like you 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 know you have confidence. Yeah. And you're confiding. Sure. In this person, the stranger, which yeah. is fine because you're having a heart attack. Right. It's not weird. Like, yeah. you know, your yeah. sense, it's like, it's a bit weird to talk to a stranger. Yeah. Oh, what's wrong
0: with you? But yeah. you've got a good excuse. Yeah. You've got a good reason. Go for it. <laughs> yeah. 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 I know what you mean. And then you know on the other side of that, and this is what I would relate to as well, is that if you didn't do that, you could end up going, oh man, people are so horrible. Like everyone just ignored me, and everyone just kept walking past, and you go yeah maybe and, and maybe it would be nice if people were a little bit more I don't know the word to use that, to, to see, oh that they would be maybe a bit more courageous and bold to see somebody struggling and say oh I'm going to intervene yes yeah maybe like yes. yeah maybe mm. but equally I find that if you can be the person who's prepared to just be clear people want to help you like mm. even honestly listening this, to this right now I promise you there are people right now who will help you if you tell them what you want,
1: mm, definitely.
0: Who? I mean, I was trying to find a venue, and I guess I'll get into this in a moment. Then too, I've been mm. developing a seminar based on a lot of the stuff we've been talking about and other things that I've learned. And it was incredible when I put out there to people, "Hey, I'm looking for a venue." People went back to me and went, oh, what about this? What about this? What about this?" Long story short, I have a venue now. Mm. Whereas before, if I was like, "Oh, I'm putting this thing together," why won't somebody don't offer to, ask. to help me? Yes. Um, and in fact, I was talking to this one friend, um, the other day about the, like the, the planning and events side of stuff. Right. Mm. And I realized I'd asked them a really bizarre question because I was like, Oh, I'm really not sure how to organize this. Like, do you like use Excel or do you use like, you know, from like a, a details and planning point of view. Mm. And I'd asked them this question and the answer came back. That was, you know, a little bit vaguer as well. Mm. But I realized that. I said, like, well, actually, I didn't really ask them anything. I was like, how mm. do you plan stuff? Yes. Was that's like my question. Right. It's like, well, that's really hard for somebody else to answer. Mm. And I can look at that and be like, oh, well, I didn't get a really helpful answer. I said, well, maybe I'm better to go down this path a little bit further mm. so that I've got some specific questions. And I could come back to that same person who said that they would help me. Mm. But I can say specifically, oh, how do you handle this part of it? Mm. Bang. I'm sure they could tell me then. Well, you're interested in
1: power and I'm interested in debt, right? So the way I interpret yeah. that situation is like putting... you When you ask for a favor, mm. in a way, you're putting yourself in debt with the per- with another person. Okay. Which is kind of like... It kind of feels maybe negative because it's like, oh, you're lesser mm. than in this mm. way. Like, you owe them one. Okay. But actually, that's the foundation of community. That's the foundation right. of society. It's like right. we all should constantly be in debt with each other. Like, sure. we should always be... Yeah. Like, and it's... There was some village where it was like um, where when you shop to this village and you move in, the people from the village will bring you some, some fruit or something, it's just right. welcome to the village, yeah, so okay. some vegetables. If you give them back the exact same thing, so say they gave you two kumara mm. and you, a week later, gave them back two kumra to say, mm. oh, thank you. Mm. Well, that would be a total insult Right. because that's basically saying I want no more relations uh. with you. There is no more debt between us. We are not related anymore, but right. you're supposed to go back and give either a little bit less or a little bit more, so ah. maybe two and a half Kers or one and a half Kers, so that yeah. keeps the sort of social and that's the idea that that mended a lot of these small tribes and communities together was this everyone was in debt with each other, you right,
0: know right, right, and I that's like what it. kept
1: the thing so yeah, I can see I mean I'm guilty of that too, where I won't ask for help,
0: yeah, yeah, because
1: I'm like afraid of rejection I'm afraid of yeah. Putting myself out there, you know, like mm, mm. but of course, like you say, like you've seen progress. Yeah. And I bet you feel stronger.
0: Oh, definitely. Like, definitely. Superpower.
1: Oh, I can just go make stuff happen.
0: Yeah. With yeah. my words. <laughs> yeah. Or even just, just with the people that I know. Like I might not know how to do something, but somebody else probably does. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well let's let's ask them. Yes. Let's, you know. And again, if I thought about those powerful people that I know, yes. every one of them is really good at asking other people for help. Right. Which sounds counterintuitive if you think about what you know—a self-made, like, because yeah, I hate that term, right? Yeah. A self-made person. I don't yeah. need anybody. What does that even mean? That's disgusting <laughs> um, and impossible.
1: And philosophically nonsense.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I raise, I raise your well, self aggrandizement And uh, yeah, yeah, but that's the thing—they were always really good at saying. I oh, can you do this for me? Do you know this person? Can you help me with this? I need it's like oh okay. So anyway, I just found that that but I love that idea, yeah, that that we're all kind of indebted to one another.
1: Mm. So also nice. self made reminds me of this quote I was just listening to and it's by Tupac and he said, <laughs> and they said, Do you think you're being a bad role model for kids? Yeah. And he said, A role is an act you play and a model is something you make. And right. I'm not fake. Right, okay. So it's like it's, it's talking about how a role how like to be made sure self-made is by definition um, it's like a, it's like you're pretending you're a god yeah right you're using godly language about yourself mm. So it's like mm. that's that's that can't that's, be healthy that's yeah, hard to that's, yeah when you when you use it in a negative way sure especially when it's about
0: you know, pure material, money and stuff. Well, like, one of the things we talked about even before, you know, again, we got underway was this idea that with with power, um, one of the truths, like, you know, when they talk about the left-right dynamic, right, that the left, the left are often saying there's a problem with big business and the mm. right are often saying there's a problem with big government mm-hmm. and perhaps the problem is just big. Mm. Um, and to me, that's a reflection of the fact that we've heard this saying before that that power corrupts and, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Mm. But to me it's just a way of trying to characterize that there's something about human beings that the more powerful we get, mm. the more likely we are to take advantage of somebody else. Mm. And people have done it for charitable organizations and they've done it for business groups. Mm. You know, there's plenty of not for profits in you know, mm. in air quotes, that have also been responsible for doing terrible things to people. Mm. Um, as much as there have also been businesses that do the same thing. Mm. And so to see that in yourself and to say, okay, there's something about me, not in not in theory, but there is something about me that I could never say, I would never, yes. whatever. Yep. The moment that you say that I would never, mm. you've you kind of elevated yourself to this point of saying, how, well, you know, I, I can keep myself in check. Mm. I'll, I'll never cheat, lie, steal, hurt somebody. Because I,
1: I hear that and go, okay, therefore, we should have, most spread out evenly like distributed power possible sure. and have no hierarchies. Cause just like you said, mm. well, if everyone's like, if that's a problem for everyone, we assume, mm. well then there are going to be the people at the top of the hierarchy. hierarchies are the same. Mm.
0: Right. Right. Or are they better? What do you think? Um, to, mm-hmm. well, I mean, that's when you're looking at a hierarchy, I think one of the most challenging things about that is what degree competence plays in that. Mm. Um, And that's like a, that's a real thing to fight with, man. Because like, if you, are, I've thought about this with like a friend of mine who does really well in real estate. Mm. He is a super intelligent guy. He's Mm. really good with people and he's like super conscientious. Like he's amazing with like Excel spreadsheets and you know, there's that Mm. Excel thing again, right? Um, and so because of that, he does really well in real estate Mm. and you, you, I mean, you just couldn't stop him doing really well. Mm. Like that's just who he is. Mm. And so he's going to rise to the top Mm. and he's going to do really, really well. Mm. Well, what am I going to do about that? Like, what does that mean? You know, because of that, he's going to have more money. Mm-hmm. And because he's got more money in our culture, is he going to have more power and influence? Yeah, it probably is. Mm-hmm. So when you look at the people who are often in, you know, maybe in governmental authority and things like that, mm-hmm. um, it tends to be those kind of people. Now, there are some things about them. Again, it might just be the IQ that they were dealt at birth. Hmm. Um, Who they are, you know, yeah, there's some societal factors, but there are some kind of biological things, which is really un-PC to talk about, that would help that person do really well compared to somebody else who, say, has an IQ of 85.
1: I agree, but this is where language breaks down because you say they'll do really well because they're smart. But well, you know, competence is amoral. Competence isn't good or bad. You could be a competent... Right, dog murderer. It's like, well, it's (laughs) like, that doesn't mean you're making the world better because you're very competent. It's like, okay, you're in this position because you're competent. Like, from my perspective, I don't care, to be honest. I think that's secondary to, are you a person who, who is doing this job because they love people or because, something else. Because if it's something else, Mm. I don't care how competent you are.
0: It's a good point. Why should I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's a great, it's a great point. Um, let me think about that. Yeah. Um, I think that, yeah, the the, the the kind of the moral aspect to that. Mm. Um, I might actually have to sit on that for a bit because mm. I think that's a really good point to make. I don't want to give you like a trite response on that. Yeah, no, no rush. Um, all, I think all I would say at this point mm-hmm. is just that when it comes to um, how people rise or fall in our, you know, in New Zealand culture right now, mm. um, we value say economic output above somebody's morality their 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 mm. care for others yeah definitely definitely and so in a from a purely amoral perspective if we're saying our culture values economics more mm. people who happen to have skills that better contribute to economics mm. are going to do better yeah totally and again you but you're so right it doesn't make necessarily that they're a good or a bad person right um And that's, I mean, that's, but that's a hell of a thing to wrestle with as a culture that says, Mm. do you realize that the people who are doing the best may not necessarily be your morally best people?
1: Oh, I think that's been clear for a long time. Yeah. We've just accepted it. And to the, you know, maybe to the detriment of today's sort of state of sort of um, panic, you know, and like you say, like whether it's valid or not, there's definitely, you can't argue the fact that the Western world is like, is having some sort of breakdown. Yeah. As far as like, okay, the things we're doing, hiring sort of this, this managerial politics, people are uh, working, right. let's just hire, just, yeah, we'll take this guy. <laughs> like, it's
0: like, yeah. Yeah, we'll try it. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. well, okay. Go? Well, I mean, I, I, one thing that struck me, and I actually had the privilege of speaking with someone who has a, um, uh, an HR business of their own, Hopefully, there's a podcast coming of this. I've realized I've got some audio issues with it, so for those listening about where that might be, now you know. Um, but it was interesting speaking to her and talking about the impact of meaning, which I think kind of gets us back to, um, you know, this, this program that we've been doing. Well done. Uh, unintentionally, <laughs> by the way. I suddenly, think, oh, nice segue. Um, I suddenly realized, I was like, oh, actually, this works well. Um, but just that that what we need for a a good sense of ourselves, is more than just, say, an income, for example. Like, we need to feel like there's a meaning or a significance in Mm. what we're doing. Oh, definitely. Otherwise, it's a cheese grater to the soul. Right. Most people don't like what they're doing, and then they, you know, some of them feel like it's not even making a positive impact on the world. And and we're living in an age where we're prosperous enough now that most of the things that have killed humans up until now will not kill us. True. Right? Like, probably not going to die of polio. No. Probably not going to get cholera.
1: No.
0: You know, and I don't want to sound trite in that, even though I suppose I kind of do sound that way, but that those were legitimate threats. You know, probably you're probably not going to lose most of your children before they turn five. Right. Right. So now we're in a time where most of our material needs about surviving, Mm. we're probably going to be okay. But we've got to this point now where we're like, oh, I'm probably going to be okay. Mm. But I still don't feel great. Yes. What the hell's going on? Totally. Like, no, I've got everything I'm supposed to have totally. and I don't feel great. Oh, maybe the answer is more stuff. Right. And it's blowing up in our faces. Yes. And so when I look at these kind of things, it's it's what forces us to then say, okay, well, what's really important to you and what you know, what kind of can you contribute? Yes. You have any other thoughts you want to throw on that before we get into this part in more detail?
1: Yeah, that's true. It's like it does make you focus on the immaterial because you're talking about concepts and ways of being which are, mm. you know, they don't have a physical representation in reality. So yeah. it takes a bit of acrobatics to get there. Yeah. Philosophically. Oh, yeah, why am I, you know, <laughs> I'm full of ideas. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that even... And it's funny, like, I mean, to get into, like, the actual content, like, it would it would start to say, um, you know, that you know you'd give a trait that was a positive trait and um then they'd say give an example of when this worked out for you yeah and i struggled like because yeah. it was just too many small examples like yeah i couldn't say well because i'm a very reflective person in my <laughs> life there was a moment in my <laughs> life when if i didn't reflect it's like oh
0: it's no so it's rich.
1: more just like a constant like running like narrative yeah yeah. Um, where that's a theme that I see, and I'm like, oh, I that's making me a bit anxious, or that's making me mm. a bit, mm. um, you know, not having any love for myself. Mm. You know, these examples of things that it's like, that's a that's a pattern, a, a habit that I got to kick.
0: Mm. Mm. I think I think what's really helpful with this too is just that I I really feel like any personal development has to start with awareness that you've got to just mm. start to say, okay, well, first of all, I need to become aware. Yeah um and if you're prepared to say everything in my life is perfect then you go well okay fine i mean that's great and what this kind of a program challenges you to do is to say okay well let's look at specific examples and that's when i feel like the um the really more powerful learning comes out of it so actually just to recap a little bit on on what this section was that we did in the last um, few weeks we've done the future authoring part of it and so now we're at the the present um Part And the present part has two sections to it. We've done the first part of that, which is your present virtues, which is what traits of yours are, are strengths, really, present strengths that you have. And so you start off by looking at a big list of, of virtues and then picking out of those, which would you say are your highest virtues. Mm. Um, and what's really cool is that the challenge... In each one of these is that it then it guides you through, like you say, this process of saying, Tell me about it, tell me about a time when this virtue was expressed, then what's something you could have done to make it even better, and then um, the third part is say, Okay, how can you build on this to make a better contribution to the world around you? And I really love that because it makes it about more than just didn't you do well, but for you to really get a sense of well-being out of it you have to ask that question of going how can you contribute even more mm. with this virtue that you've got mm. yeah totally i feel the same way mm. all right so what was um so that process here yeah, of, of going through those traits for you how did you find that like that selection process um it, to be honest
1: it, it felt a bit random i mean i okay. liked him i like finding the bits that like yeah that applied to me, and some of them really did. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's just um, it kind of like I feel like because I've heard, I've heard a few Jordan Peterson interviews where he, where he'd like he'd like psychoanalyzes people yeah, and sure. on the spot like the interviewer or something yeah and he'll use these words like you know you've got a high degree of openness or <laughs> you've got high emotional stability and like so it's almost like it's his way of flowcharting psychoanalysis uh-huh. and then he's basically getting you to psychoanalyze yourself with his flowchart of thinking, I feel like, is kind okay. of what's happening. Yeah. Which was a really interesting, like, um, it's like putting on his glasses. And he's like, you know, he's like this lecturer who thinks, he's obviously spent a lot of his life, really. He's a real philosopher, you know. Mm, mm. He's thought, I'm sure he's spent enough, to, as much time sitting in his chamber, mulling over ideas as any philosopher. Yeah. Whether or not he'll be historically relevant, obviously you don't know. But, yeah, right. Um. Yeah, I really liked the help. You know, it uh, highlighted some things that that I already think about a lot. Mm.
0: Mm. Yeah, I, I actually found I, I didn't find it too difficult to process. I will say that knowing a little bit more about the psychology behind this, as I do, mm. it was a little bit easier for me to look at this. go, oh, that's a this kind of this kind of this. Oh, and those are the ones for these are and the thing is, I've also done um, a. a Big Five personality type based um, psychometric as well, so I know enough about some of those traits as well. That, so I was like, uh huh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I don't know. So you saw the code. I saw the code. The code I saw like, the matrix the... <laughs> broke down in front of me, and I was like, I could see the green lines it was all and numbers. stuff. Yeah. So, I uh, yeah. Look, I don't, I don't know <laughs> what effect that may have had or not. Like, my, um my knowledge of myself with those kind of things is, is clear enough that I was kind of like, oh, yeah, I mean, you know. Eh. Um, I, do, I will say that there's a point where you've got to kind of cull them down a bit to get mm. no more than 10. Yeah. Um, and at the risk of sounding egotistical, I did struggle to get down to 10. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. Although some of them are like,
1: some of them aren't positive.
0: No, that's true. And yeah. then it
1: says like, oh, that's the one I this one? am concerned that my parents or relatives approve of my decisions. Right. And then it's like, tell us how this positive trait has helped you in life. And I'm like,
0: mm. <laughs> well, what did you write? Could you, can I ask?
1: Yeah, I wrote, um... <laughs> so I kind of copped out on that one. I just said positive no. Yes. And I said I want to be much stronger on my preferences with my parents, you know, and and know that they love me enough to right. accept my opinions even right. if they're different, which yeah. is true. Yeah. You know, they've shown me time and again, but it's you know, it's just one of those chill, one of those wounds from a young, mm. which it's not really, you know, merited, but you feel it.
0: Well, but again, like we talked about the power of just becoming aware. Like that's mm. where I find this is kind of useful, that you go, okay, like that helped me really nail down that mm. at least for me, this is a top ten thing that affects how my life mm. goes. Mm. And The trap with anything like that is to just fall into the abyss, right? Which is Mm. something I think both you and I have struggled with at different times in our lives. Mm. Um, High highs and low lows. uh, Yeah, man. Like You could just go down that kind of, what about this and this thought that leads to this thought that leads to this thought that leads to your brain exploding. Um, But one thing I will say before I forget as well is actually I love the fact that you responded to that really briefly Because I will say, part of my experience with this that occasionally gets a bit onerous Mm. is where it says, okay, write at least a thousand characters on this. And after a while, I was like... No, that, that says everything I want, and it's 200 characters, exactly. and that's it. Like, exactly,
1: and you know, you read those words, and you can feel all the other conversations going sure. around in your background. Like, you don't necessarily have to write all of that down, because you right. know, when
0: you read it, it's only for you. Yeah, 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 right? exactly. I find I'm pretty, like, meta as well when it comes to, you know, because it says, what's a way that you could have handled this differently? And then it says, okay, now let's think bigger picture. I tended to find that usually in that that first one, I would go, oh, I could have done this, which probably means that more broadly speaking, I could do this and this and this. And then I'd get to the second part and be like, oh, I kind of answered that already. Yes. Uh, Oh, that's probably fine. Like, you know, and I I think... I know what you mean, yeah. It'd be interesting, actually, even as I'm challenging myself on this too, I wonder what the thinking is that I've got (laughs) about that too. Because like, this is something that's supposed to serve me, right? Mm. Like, I'm doing this to help myself. Yeah. And like, because you talked about this, I thought you said it really well last time as well, that like, There's an element of it where, like, how does it become, like, homework? It's like, well, nobody's making me do this. I'm doing this for myself. Yes. And yet I'm making myself a slave to what this thing says on the page about how I've got to do it. Like, totally, totally. Who's doing that? Like, yeah. I am. Like, oh, man, like, yes. what's that about? Yeah, authority
1: issues. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've got them too, that's what I say. <laughs> oh, God, I love it. <clears throat> that's so true. Did you, um, have you done a big five personality assessment thing as well? Or, like, you know, because it talks about, like, agreeableness as a personality trait and things like that. Never
1: got into that one. but For me, it was one called the Enneagram, and it's, okay. it's like, got ancient Catholic roots and, Oh, yeah. It's really beautiful to me. I've mined that for like... Oh, nice. Um, okay. Real amazing insights. Um, So I'm, I am into personality stuff. Yeah. yeah. the
0: Myers-Briggs. Oh, yeah, sure.
1: Yeah. Okay. But yeah, no big five.
0: Well, because... Yeah, so that's that's the one that, you know, JBP uh, talks about. Um, if you want to do it, by the way, if you're listening to this, you want to do it, you can go to um, understandmyself.com. It costs you like 10 bucks US or something through it. Um, but one of the traits that it talked about in there that I found really helpful was it talks about agreeableness which which does come out in um this uh self-authoring thing as well he talks about a few of the traits helps you identify which of the traits you picked up are related to agreeableness and it's things like your interest in people and how much you trust people that you're in good terms with nearly everybody work well in teams um all this kind of stuff and one of the flip sides to it that like because that might sound great there's every chance you might think oh man it'd be great to be better with people and maybe you would the trade-off, though, is that if you're highly agreeable, and this was so me, I was just like, oh, my God, like it, it all makes sense. Um, if you're really agreeable, sometimes you don't even, it's hard for you to articulate what you want for yourself. Mm. Like you're so about working well with others and being others-minded that you can't clearly state what it is that you need for you. Mm, totally. Um, and I can definitely see how that's held me back in certain areas. And again, when I talked about that example of other, how other people would want to help me, I've had really access to really great people mm. who equally, though, I've walked away from conversations with them and felt like, man, they weren't really able to help me or do anything mm. for me. And it's been in the last little while that I've realized, this, well, because I didn't know what I wanted. Like, yeah. what are they going to do? They can't read my mind. Yeah, totally. It's not fair for me to get upset at them for having the life that they want. And I don't have the life that I want. Mm. And why is that? I so, well, I don't know what it is. Mm. But that... So that that gave me a lot of clarity actually and it was a good kind of challenge as I started working through this to suddenly go, okay, like part of my issue here is being this this agreeableness that I've got that helps me in a lot of ways with what I do but I need to be aware that it can cause a lack of clarity about what I want for myself Mm. that can make me resentful towards other people Mm. but it's more just because of how I have made use or not made use of the help that they'd probably give me if I was able to ask for it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, that's like I was saying before, that's society. Yeah. That's a healthy society is one where we can reach out, Mm. not just when we're about to have a heart attack and and die on the sidewalk, but before that to actually say, excuse me, I'm thirsty, do you have some water? Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Sure. It's like we're ashamed of that these days. Yeah. And then obviously bigger things, bigger dreams as well.
0: Well, I'll tell you what's been wild then kind of connecting with that is that because I've been... I've been looking at developing a seminar based on a lot of the stuff that I've learned through this and, and other kind of behavioral science and things like that that I've learned for like the last X number of years. And so what's been really wild with that has been this breaking out into asking more people for help about, you know, for different things. And so the area that I'm, I'm literally stepping into right now that makes me super uncomfortable because I've got no experience in it and I'm not used to it and other excuses um, is the financing of it. Mm. Like, how do I fund this thing? Mm. Because the old school way that I would think, and I notice it comes up a lot in my head, the old school thinking that I've got is, oh, well, I've got to do it all myself. And mm. I've got to find a way that, how can I pay for everything by myself? And how do I yes. do this? And what do I sell? and what no, do I... I want no debt
1: to anyone or anything. <laughs> yeah, oh, bro, that's so true.
0: Right. Man, I love that. I hadn't thought of that. Right. That's actually awesome.
1: Yeah, because yeah, I'm thinking, well... Which if... is a fair like, thing, especially if you grow up in a church, that, in any church, which underlying debt is sin. Debt, right. the wow. definition of debt is sin you owe something mm. and it's like and obviously that can't just be a pure negative thing as it has become because
0: damn boy anyways sorry to cut you off no no man i actually i love that there's some real there's some power in that thought mm. um so that's that but that's exactly what this is challenging me now is mm. to go okay well i want to do this thing what does it mean to it not just be up to me? Like, how do I resource this? Yeah. How do I fund it? Mm. Not with my old thinking that says, oh, no, it's all up to me. I've got to do it myself. Right. But I genuinely like, I'm, I'm literally thinking of like throwing it out to Facebook again or something and just mm. being like, hey, look, I need, I need some expertise on how to fund this. I don't know how to do it. Totally. And I'll just see what happens. Totally. Um, but yeah, so that's the, that's the thought in motion that I don't have the, uh, the end part of the, the story for you yet
1: yeah well, i'm excited to hear and especially like i think if you offer or at least implicitly offer something too it's like sure you know you can just do a straight ask or, mm. or yeah i know there's so many ways to mm. to throw it and it's free eh? like yeah it's free to ask for help yeah <laughs> it only costs <laughs> it just costs a little bit of pride um, Yeah, let me see in my <laughs> oh look here's some of my pride yeah and yeah and then that person takes it and it's that's good that's yeah. healthy walk yeah.
0: away <laughs> and you realize you didn't you, need were, it. <laughs> you, weren't, you weren't really holding on to anything of value before either you know exactly, exactly. Well,
1: that was a cinema pocket
0: that was a cinema pocket me worried about what you thought about me and you weren't thinking of me at all yes right yes okay well that's a bit awkward then
1: yeah i feel you man
0: mm, mm. i love that thought about debt though man that's so true yeah we don't want to owe anything to anybody
1: yeah, it's shameful. I know. I mean, it's and then debt is linked to shame, which is like you're sh-, yeah. sh. It's like you're in debt. That's shameful, and it is mm. like that's weighty. And this yeah. that I would say is the, you know, there's a carrot and a stick. That's the stick. That mm. is that in the metaphor where the stick prods the donkey, I suppose, or hits it, and the carrots in front. Yeah, I it's like so. pain and pleasure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's really the stick of, what keeps this society going. It's like, well, don't get too much debt. Yeah, like true. You'll be, you'll be, you'll get pushed
0: down and down, down mm. to the bottom of the barrel. We all know that. Or ironically enough too, like, thinking of what comes to mind when you say that, is that a lot of our debt is also, it's between us and banks, mm-hmm. which is people that we don't know, mm-hmm. because we're not prepared to go to the people that we do know. That's very true. To ask them for the help that maybe we could get. Very true. I mean, imagine you need to buy a car, for example, and you need to get five grand. Yes. Right? Which is not a huge amount of money. Mm. Now disclaimers again yes there's wisdom required when lending money to family members and friends all right yada 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 of course but if we were able to be able to say hey guys i need i need x number of dollars and i can pay it back in this kind of thing is there anybody who'd be able to lend me anything yes as opposed to even borrowing from a bank that might charge you five ten fifteen twenty percent whatever right could that be a way of doing it Yes. Yes. Would we ever do it? No. <laughs> Why? Because then I'd have to owe somebody that I know right. and I'd rather owe somebody Very that I can't true. see. Very true.
1: Even if the stick is really sharp. Like yeah. if you get mortgagee, like if they decide if something oh, yeah. happens, they yeah. don't they don't care about you. That, no. Like it's so not even true. a shred. It's like the flip side. It's like I don't have to deal with the humiliation of yeah. of asking for money to a face of someone who has to give me their personal money. Yeah. But yeah, the flip side is they're not personal. Wow. They, they don't have to be. That's the point. Wow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're
1: just the, the morale. They are like almost morality. Mm. They're kind of the moral, um, executors. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting sort of system. It's, I it's remember,
0: I remember watching this, um, uh, I don't know, news featurette or whatever it would be on, um, uh payday loans you know like predatory lenders oh yeah and things like that that
1: stuff is just oh, so
0: it's, it's dark, disgusting like, right it really is but to hear that the main thing that stood out to me at the end of that particular section is i said what they tend to find is that these people go into these situations they get themselves into a huge amount of trouble yeah and then what struck me was this that they end up doing the things that they could have done at the very beginning yeah to end up paying off the debt that they got from these payday loan people
1: can you give an example?
0: So, for example, say well, say I need a few thousand dollars to pay for a car repair, right? right? So, I go to a payday loan thing to get it. Yes. And, you know, then it suddenly spirals out of control. Then I owe mm-hmm. this and whatever. And then eventually they have to go around family members or, or, or beg for stuff or, or sell Once other things or whatever. Far, yeah. And you go, well, the thing is, you could have done that at the very beginning. True. You could have said, hey, I need this help. Very true. But I didn't want to do it. Very true. So... That is, that's interesting to me, man. Mm. I find that really confronting for myself.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, I just think it's the, you know, it's
1: seasonal, I think. And I think okay. um, I know, like, I think the baby boomers generation now, mm. they grew up super poor, but they all got rich. They all worked really hard. Sure. They both did their businesses. They worked with the banks. The Western economy just kept going up. Mm. It was a good life, you know. Sure. If you're willing to, you know, do your 40 hours. Yeah, right. It works for everyone. Yeah. But then, but they, their parents would do it poor. Sure. Their parents' generation above the baby boomers, mm. they would do it poor. They went through mm. World War II. So mm. they were like, um, um, they were even, um, in a lot of cases, leaning on their children. Sure, yeah. Like, I know right. a lot of our parents yeah, have, yeah, yeah. have parents that mm. have to support them. And there's almost like, um, it's a source of shame, that's right. where the shame and the culture comes again. Yeah. It's like a cycle of sh- of shame. Yeah. And it's right. like you can see, like you know, my parent, you know, everyone's parents worked really hard. I know my parents did. Yeah. Um. But I mean, again, I'm going to need their help.
0: Yeah, longer right. than
1: they needed help from their parents. Mm. Maybe a lot longer because mm. the prices, you know, the cost of living compared to the, you know, wages, they're just going further and further apart. So sure. So, but yet I've been, you know, raised with that thing of like. It is a bit shameful to accept to be in debt to other people.
0: Right. Because, right. you know,
1: they did it themselves. They didn't need.
0: Yeah, true. You
1: know, that they used a bit of bank debt maybe yeah. to get going, but mm. they mm. didn't really need to rely on anyone else. Sure. I probably will yeah. for a lot longer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. P- please God, you know, by the time I'm. You know? But, you know, eventually <laughs> that I'll be totally independent. But, yeah. I know now in my life I'm 25 and. I mean, they're still helping me out. Like, Mm. they're lending me a car right now, like, because I sold my old car. Yeah, right. Saving up for a new one. And, like, I don't... I could... Yeah, so... Yeah,
0: yeah. So, I do feel a sense
1: of debt to them, which goes back to why I put... You know, I think I've got that in there. Right. Wanting to be approved by my parents because it's like, they've done so much for me and they've given me so much. Yeah. And I still am asking for stuff and they're still giving. I'm just yeah. like, Oh, I can't disagree with you as well. <laughs> <laughs> you already, already been so the so least I can do is just adopt all your beliefs. <laughs> I mean, come on. But no, i have been yeah, graciously, you know, they yeah. always open to hear me. So Yeah, yeah. It's mostly in my head, but
0: Well, and that's that's a man, that's actually a really powerful thought as well. Like, mm. you know, you see it as debt. Do you think they see it that way? No, I don't. Right. I don't.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah so what do you do with that yeah I love the thought that you made actually about um, about independence that the goal is independence and I think there is a measure of truth to that that um, again like I think it's been really interesting for me studying a bit of world history over the last little while in terms of you know we talked about this a bit before mm. we started as well but the way the economic uh, developments have happened over the last you know, 50 or 100 years. Yeah. And I think that, you know, we're in a situation right now, where particularly if you were born after, say, 1970,
1: mm.
0: that the majority of challenges that the world would face, you know, you never would have had to face. Mm. And so this idea that we should be able to live independently of other people, mm. like, it's interesting to kind of think where does the where should the line yeah. sit, right? Totally. Because if I live completely independently, like completely independently, like right. walled community, <laughs> yeah, because totally. you know, that's where you got to go with it, right? Right. Like one of the one of the what's the way to describe this? One thing that I've observed about wealth is it empowers you to live in isolation. Totally. Like, the wealthier you are, the less you need other people. And you notice, like, for example, poor people all live in a house together and then wealthy people live one person in a massive house? Yes, one in each huge bedroom. Right. Uh, I know what you mean. Right. And so we go, yeah, okay, cool. Like, what's, but what's going on behind that? Like, is there, is there something Are we losing something? Yeah. Like... In that communal sort of living. Sure. Like, and, and, but then again, how communal do you live? Because we know as well that people who live in extreme poverty, if you've got 10 people living in a house, that's oh, bad yeah, for you. Totally, but totally. That's not okay. Totally. Yeah. But we've got a situation in the Western world now where you have families that are spread all over the country yeah. because you can now. Because I, yeah, I don't true. need my family because I can make enough money myself. I can feed myself. I can, you know, my health's going to be fine. And you've got to know. See, I'll get super animated about this. You've got to know how rare that is. Right. How precious that is in the course of human history for right. us to be at the point yeah. where you can live and not need your family at all. Right. That's very like, new. That's bizarre. Like, new. That is yeah. so new. Yes. And so there we are. And now we're suddenly spread all over the place. And then you hear things like, um, this is one of my favorite little ones, but like, say uh, people who, you know, grow up, move away from their families, and then they have kids and they've got newborns, mm. but they're living hundreds of kilometers away from their, you know, potential grandparents, you know, aunties and uncles and things like that. Mm. And so now they're carrying all the stuff by themselves. Mm. Totally. And we look at that and go, oh, that's progress. Yes. I, to- I know exactly what you mean. It's a real interesting,
1: it's a real very fundamental thing of humans living together. Yeah. It's like the, there's the communal model, which is like the extreme in like communist China. Mm. And then there's like the extreme, the other extreme yeah. individual model where it's like, yeah, it's like don't you've got money to, to deal with you don't need to look at another person's face if you yeah. want some food go down to the supermarket sure. so put the money in the machine and walk away that's like rogue. you don't have to smile at anyone and it's kind of like that's pro yeah, same thing, progress. Progress, like, baby. Yeah. Well, what's the depends what the goal is. Hey, depends where we're going. Where do you want to
0: go? Well, and you know, kind of coming back to some of the stuff that we've been doing again, like mm-hmm. if you believe this is the thing that kind of struck me with it as well, right? Is that we, we have a belief like, you know, now that all of our natural material needs are pretty much met, like, you know, pretty much, air quotes again, right? That we're now faced in a situation where we go, okay, all my needs are met, but I'm not happy yet. Mm. So what's going on? Like, mm. why is that? And I mm. think at that point you have to make a, you make a choice whether it's it's conscious or not, that you go, okay, well, then the solution to my unhappiness is either external or internal. Mm. And we tend to default to the external. Yes, totally, say, okay, totally. So there's something outside of me that I need to get sorted out. And it, you could go like super hardcore capitalist and say, well, I clearly need $10 billion. Totally. Or you can go super communist and go, well, it's clearly society is oppressing people and, and, and robbing them and keeping them down. And I need to fix all that. But either way, I'm saying that something external to me needs to be fixed for me to be okay. Totally. And the other option is to say, well, let's look at who I am. What do I really need to be happy? Mm. And you start to discover it's actually about your social connection and your contribution to one another and your sense of gratitude Mm. and those sorts of things. Mm. Um, That, To me, that is the answer Mm. more than it is the other. Mm. It's not to say that those don't have external factors, don't play a role, but if you were to look at what it means to be a content and... Contributing individual, it's the inside out kind of model first. And so when I go through this process and I look at what my skills are, and it asks me again and again to think about how I can contribute better with them, that's what I feel like it really gets you to do.
1: Yeah, it's interesting what you're saying about um, gratefulness because I think gratefulness comes from being uncomfortable for a season mm. and then you're grateful. I, well, if I know for me, I have to be put into a situation where it's like out of my depth yeah right and then when i get back to shore it's like i'm so grateful for like my you know you then you're grateful for the simple stuff yeah right and i think that whole thing of like oh get more money because external i think money can block the discomforts from the external world yeah the more money you have you can have a nice heated house Mm. air-conditioned car Mm. you can wear nice you know
0: well, that's a phenomenon even in like air quotes to world countries again. Right, I'm using too many air quotes. I've got to come up <laughs> with another way of describing this. Um, but that you you still find wealthy communities, right? Who what do they do? Put up massive walls with big fences and right. dudes with guns at the gates right. and cameras and barbed wire, right, to separate yourself from the other stuff.
1: Yes, and then like you can see in history, there's a beautiful like piece of art in the Auckland Art Gallery right now, and it's like this huge one, and it's based in Russia, and there's these rich. There's these rich kids yep. walking down the street, mm-hmm. you know, with all their, like, dress, cute dresses and stuff. Sure. And then next to them there's the poor fisherman boys. Yeah. And the girl in the cute dress... The rich family, yeah. she's sick. And you can see in her face, she's really sick. Yeah. And then the fisherman boys are all strong and energetic and healthy. Sure. Which is ob- you know, which makes total logical sense. If like you've got a kid who's running around doing yeah. stuff yeah, compared right. to a kid who's just totally shielded with this right. thing of money. Again, these are extreme cases. It's like, it doesn't serve us to be, mm. to be too comfortable, I feel. Mm. Which is why I think excess is such a cancerous problem. It's like, it hurts... The person, mm. if someone has too much money. It hurts them mm. Mm. because we just end up buying. We just end up buying what you know, physical, you know, things to yeah. make our physical reality more comfortable.
0: Yeah, sure.
1: Well, that's just a, that is one part of
0: life. Well, I will tell you, you what, know. actually, that that makes me think about was um, other reading that I've done lately on. Um, There's a book called Flow. Um, ah,
1: I've heard of this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really I, I,
0: did a, I did a video review of it actually, so it's um, on the on the Facebook page too. If people are listening and want to check that out, but. One of the, the principles that they, he talks about, the writer talks about, is that optimal experience in life is about finding a balance between the skills that you have and the amount of challenge that you can experience. Mm. And that the moments that people talk about having most enjoyed, it's mm. usually where, yes, there was a challenge, but my skills were enough to meet it at the highest point of that yes. challenge. Yes. And he said that when you're in a situation where you have more challenge than you have skill Mm. that's where you get stressed out yes but if you have a situation where you have more skill and there is challenge then you get bored yeah totally and so when we're looking at our lives he said you know the optimal experience is about increasing the complexity as our skills improve because that's how we work right we learn our skills get better well then you better increase the complexity right you're going to get bored yes and that leads to optimal experience the kicker for me was the point that what we tend to think it needs to be is relaxation. Mm. Like, oh, how do I have a better experience of life? I need to relax more. I need to
1: relax more, yeah.
0: You go, well, that's not really true. And even, you know, when you've talked about to yourself, like the energy that you've had lately, Mm. it's been more about becoming aware of the skills that you've got and upping the challenge to say, okay, well, life might be asking these things of me right now yes. I'm going to step up to it but man I've got all this energy now totally. and I'm motivated and I'm doing more stuff and this totally. feels great yeah totally as opposed to Josh you better be careful and, and step things back and go on holiday yes yes and I think that creates a feedback loop for
1: like telling yourself to be careful mm. I, I honestly I can't give any scientific proof of this but yep. this is my personal belief nice yeah? that you know you do you can send signals to your cell in some way in that if you're you know depressed people are going to get cancer more yeah, right. You know, for example That's actually that's no like that's actually example.
0: true. There is there is there is actually and so when I did positive psychology as a course, um, they do talk about the health benefits of positive emotion. Right. And the of trade off being
1: Yeah, I mean depression and stress and stuff, that's like acidic it's like
0: adrenaline
1: is like literally an acid that your body like squeezes out to like okay go time yeah and it's acid and your body feels the acid and that's what gives you the jolt of like fight or flight mode yeah because it's it's a form of poison obviously it's very you know it's totally natural and it's part of the process but if you're pushing that button every day which a lot of us are demanded to just to just to get their wage just to to Mm. get by in life they're demanded to push that button whether it it be Mm. with you know A bunch of like a lot of coffee, or Mm. or just pure just internal, um, you know, stress. Yeah, I do feel like um, yeah, we can send signals and.
0: Oh, I definitely agree. I, I mean, there's and there's definitely science about that. Man, that's a good instinct.
1: So. Yeah, I can't remember what we're talking about now. (laughs) But I didn't go too far off the path, did I? No, (laughs) that's good, bro. I kept close. I'm, I'm, I'm not concerned by it. I know you're not, but I just know how much I can. (laughs) 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 Don't underestimate my
0: ability to lose the track. Oh, trying to think what to say now myself. I'm kind of like coming up blank. Um, Let's
1: find something out of here.
0: All right, what do we got? I'll tell you what I will say that was kind of nice going through this was having looked at the future authoring stuff and then going through this. Like, when I look at what my current plans have been about, again, developing a seminar to share a lot of the stuff that I've learned and even doing some more, trying to get more media involvement and in other kind of events and stuff. It was actually kind of cool going through this and going, actually, you know what? Yeah, I do feel like that these these virtues that I've got line up with this really well. Mm. And I wouldn't say that's like coming back to I guess what I, I said at the very very beginning I don't know how much I can say of that is purely because of this program mm. but the fact that I'm more aware of it and deliberate mm. about it mm. you suddenly start to see, oh yeah and that means I'm living consistently mm. with what these virtues are and how I can express them and that kind of mm. thing so that actually felt really good to yeah, go through and totally. see that high level and be like yeah you know what what I'm looking to do that feels way more authentic mm. based on what I think my skills are than maybe how I could have approached that previously
1: yeah totally it's just another it's another tool and it's like yeah. there's no shame in like using every tool at your disposal yeah you don't have to just pick one yeah and so yeah. this is the re- this is what changed me i think <laughs> it's like
0: they're all just inputs yeah mm. yeah yeah uh,
1: it's been a positive thing for me too yeah cool halfway through
0: yeah i'm i'm interested to see cuz we'll do the negative one next and um, yeah again meeting the next week or two to go over that but i've heard i watched a couple of youtube clips of people who've been through this whole thing as well and a lot of people talked about the negative uh traits was perhaps more impactful or enlightening for them than the ah, positive interesting.
1: was. I can imagine. Yeah, I can imagine.
0: Yeah. So we'll we'll see. I don't know. Now that I've said that and kind of loaded your gun, you'll be like, Yes, it was, absolutely. <laughs> so right. So the power of power of mental suggestion at work. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, I'm I am keen. But yeah, I definitely think that Although I wouldn't say, yes, it's all just been this program. Mm. It definitely does help you be a lot more intentional.
1: Yeah,
0: And feel a bit more, again, powerful in the sense of, of being able to make choices about what you really want and mm-hmm. being clearer about that. So it's been really good.
1: Mm. Totally. But,
0: nice. All right. We should probably wrap it up with that. So thank you, um, thank you for listening dear listener. Um, if you are curious about this program, you can go to selfauthoring.com to check it out for yourself. Uh, and if you've done that, or you just want to share some thoughts, or even if you want to throw some questions um, to myself or Josh as well about what our experience has been like, you're welcome to do that too. So either um, you can send an email through to show at gmail.com. Uh, if you found this via Facebook, um, facebook.com slash you they can leave a comment um, in the section underneath where i've posted this episode so either way look forward to hearing those thoughts from you and we'll be back in another week or two with uh self-authoring continued and what our deepest darkest faults might be bye